It's time for the truth. Will you join me in the study of the precious Word of God that we may come to know and come to grow in the Lord Jesus? So glad that you've joined us today. We're in the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 4. We're going to begin reading with the first verse. We've got it pretty well covered, but we're going to look at the how the Lord Jesus was tempted, and so pleased that you would open your Bibles and prepare for the study. And while you're doing that, I'd like to share with you that this program is brought to you by the folks at Parkview Bible Church. We're located over in Hamilton, Illinois at 18th and Church Street. We're just one block north of the Dairy Queen, and I'm the pastor, Larry Mulch. If you would like to write to us, our mailing address is Parkview Bible Church, Post Office Box 43, Hamilton, Illinois, 62341. If you would like to use uh, to call us here at the church, 217-847-2717. If you would like to check our website out, we have many studies there, our Constitution, the Plan of Salvation, very clear, so please that you would look to the uh, to our, our website, and it's www.parkviewbiblechurch.org. Now, if you'd like to email us, we'd love to see uh, see that, parkviewbible at gmail.com, parkviewbiblechurch at gmail.com. And if you write to us or if you send us an email, unless you ask us to write back to you, we do not continue to, uh, uh, we just appreciate the 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 notification, the calls, the letters. We do really enjoy hearing from you, but don't be concerned that all of a sudden you're, you're going to be on some mailing list because you will not be. Uh, we just love to hear from you. So as we uh, enjoy the study now, Matthew, uh, Matthew chapter 4, Matthew chapter 4, beginning to read with verse 1. Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit unto the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted forty days and forty nights, he was afterwards and hungered. And when the tempter came to him and said, If thou be the Son of God, command these stones to be made bread. But he answered and said, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And then the devil taketh him up into the holy city, and sitteth upon a pinnacle of the temple, and saith unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. And Jesus said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And again the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain, and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world, and the glory of them. And he said unto him, All these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then said Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. And then the devil leaves him, leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. Reading down through unto the to the twelfth verse of this chapter four of the book of Matthew. Now let's begin with prayer. Father, we thank you that we can come today and enjoy this precious study. It's it's such a privilege to open up your word and to learn from it, to grow from it. And we know the only way that we can learn and grow from your precious word, the only way, and that is for us to understand we must be born again. 
We must be saved. We understand that, Father. So please bring those folks to salvation that are listening today. Many are, 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 are good church folks, been in church all their life, and yet they really have never come to know you as their Lord and Savior. Today, show them the way of salvation, recognizing the need that they, they must come. They must call upon you, and you will come into their hearts and save them and take their sin away. Please, dear Father, just grow us today now. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. And when Jesus was led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil, when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterwards hungered. The devil's got a purpose, and that devil is to, the purpose of that devil is to destroy the Lord Jesus, to destroy us. The devil wanted to do everything he could do to keep the Lord Jesus from the cross. He had to keep him from being lifted up upon that cross. And if there's any way of destroying this man, Jesus, the Son of God, the devil was going to do everything he could do to accomplish that. And in our own lives, he comes in and he attempts he tempts us in, in many, many ways. And we kind of ended with a scripture verse last time, and that scripture verse is back in Ephesians, Ephesians uh, chapter 6, and we just read the Ephesians chapter 2, verse 2, the spirit that, that now worketh in the children of disobedience. We need to understand that that, that devil has control of our children. And the devil may have control of your life if you have not come by faith to Jesus. And please, I just ask you that you surrender to the Lord Jesus. Don't be caught up in these new-fashioned places to worship. Just come by faith to Jesus and seek his will. He will save you. He will keep you. What a wonderful promise. And let's look now to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11 and 12, because this is something that, that must be done. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, that's who we seem to fight most of the time, but it's actually the devil, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And it continues, Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your loins girt, about with truth, the word of God, the breastplate of righteousness, that's something that God gives you the day that you get saved, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. We need to take out the word of God. And above all, taking the shield of faith, we must believe the word of God, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation. 
the helmet of salvation, to know that you're saved, to know that you're born again. And you, you must possess that in your, your, your heart. You've trusted in Jesus. But please don't question your salvation. Many people deny that once you're saved, you're always saved. They can't understand that. Well, it's a doctrine that is so readily taught in the Word of God. And God seals you with His Spirit once you turn to Him, and you will eternally be saved. So now we have the helmet of salvation, and then we have the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. So clear right there. If you want to be prepared and have the armor of God on, why the sword, which is the Word of God. And so we need to go forward with the Word of God, with His power. And that sword, of course, gives a picture of protection and of power and of strength, not only the shield, but the also the sword. And then verse 18, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And so we not only pray for ourselves and put on the armor of God, but we need to be prepared and help others to see the way and the truth as well. And so that's uh, what we need to do. Well, our Lord Jesus, as he is uh, being tempted here, and he is being tempted at, at, uh, during an extreme time because it says he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. He was afterwards hungered. 40 days and 40 nights. The devil is, is mighty, but God is almighty. The devil is powerful, but God is all-powerful. We know that there's going to be a time that the devil will be cast into the lake of fire, everlasting destruction in the lake of fire. Let's go back to Revelation chapter 20, verse 10. But we sure see here that he seems to have a lot of of, of control and power and might, doesn't he? That he has a boldness to go right before the presence of the of the Lord Jesus, the Son of God. Revelation chapter 20, verse 10. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Not only will the devil and the beast and the false prophet be there, but as we look at the 15th verse, we find also you might be there. If you reject the Spirit of God, if you do not come by faith of the Lord, whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire, this same location that we've just read about in the other verses. Oh, please, that you would come by faith of the Lord Jesus. And let's just read this, because this is the the judgment that will come if you do not know the Lord Jesus. And I saw a great white throne in him that sat on it. This is the 11th verse of Revelation 20. From whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. We're not talking about physically death. In other words, these aren't just the people that went into the grave. This is everyone that has rejected the free gift of salvation. Now, I don't know how many times that God's going to open the door and allow you to be saved. 
I don't know how many times that he's going he's to send his spirit to convict your heart of your sin and then open the door and introduce you to Jesus. To Jesus. I don't know how many times, but I guarantee it'll be once. So you see, if he's dealing with you right now, you may never be dealt with again. Or you may have already had the opportunity many times, and this is the last time. But the, the word here is, when it says, those that, and the dead were judged out of those things which are written in the books. That's everything that you've done. You say, well, I'm a pretty good person. I've lived a good life, and I've helped a lot of people. I've done a lot of good things. Well, that's just fine, but when it comes to, to matching yourself up with a righteous God, it's nothing. And you're going to fall so short because... And the sea gave up the dead, verse 13, which were in it, the death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged, every man according to his works. You're going to be judged according to his works. Death and hell was cast into like a fire. This is the second death. Whosoever was not found written in the book of life. Remember up here it said the books were opened and the book was opened? Well, that's the book of life. Your name must be written down. And it, 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 it accomplishes that by you coming by faith to Jesus and trusting in him. That's how your name becomes written down. So please, that you, you trust in Jesus today, call upon him. He died on the cross for you. He took your sins away. He shed his precious blood and his saving blood. And then he rose again three days later. Come by faith and believe in him, please. And if you'll believe in him, then it'll be a wonderful day because your name will be written down in the book of life. And that's the only one that's important. Now, we need to serve him and enjoy serving him. But, but the important thing, it starts with that word of salvation, the call to come by faith to Jesus. And again, verse 14, death and hell were cast in the lake of fire. This is a second death. Whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. I'm going to ask you that you'll come by faith to Jesus today, that you don't, don't wait. We, uh, we, we look at this, and, and we find now, you know, as we, we find being tempted and, and, and you making some bad decisions, and that's kind of what has got us off on that direction. I want you to, to have your, your uh, name written down in the book, in the singular book, the book of life. And the only way, again, that can come is if you'll trust in Jesus. Now, back to the Lord Jesus. He was tempted for 40 days and 40 nights, did not eat, did not drink, ate nothing, Luke 4, 2 says. And so for 40 days, for 40 days. Now, we have this number of 40 is, uh, uh, is found many times in many special places. Forty is a number for testing. Elijah fasted for 40 days. Moses on the mount for 40 days without bread or drink. Moses was 40 years in the wilderness. Jesus, 40 days and 40 nights uh, without uh, food nor water. Uh, did Jesus suffer during this time? Uh, most definitely. He was man, human. You, 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 I can't imagine going 40 days without food nor drink. Jesus did suffer, yes. And then upon this time is when the tempter, the old devil, shows up. 
when Jesus is in the most weakest state that you can imagine. I can't imagine what that would be like to not have eaten or or drank any liquid for 40 days and then have have the old devil show up and and start throwing these uh, opportunities out to us. How weak would we be? We would be very weak. And so we would be in, 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 in pretty rough conditions, in pretty rough shape. And again, did Jesus suffer? Yes, he did. And Jesus was not only um, uh, you know, you know, tempted during this time when we come to the third verse, and when the tempter came to him, uh, the, the temptation was there all 40 days. It didn't start right then. We are tempted every day, and Jesus is tempted, was tempted here every day. Now I'm going to show you why that that's important. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15. 4.15 For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like we are yet without sin. So he was not tempted. We are tempted every day, as Jesus was tempted every day. Now, back up to Hebrews two sixteen and 17. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 16 and 17. For verily he took not on, on him the nature of angels, but he took him on the seed of Abraham. Wherefore in all things it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in all things pertaining to God to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. And so, wherefore in all things it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren, and so that would mean that he was not only tempted when the devil shows up here in verse 3, but he was tempted uh, at all times. The devil left Jesus, as the Scripture tells us. We read that back here in verse 11. Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, the angels came and ministered unto him. Uh, he did leave him, but it was just for a season. Be assured of that. And... Uh, uh, he again was tempted all uh, the, all those days, and Luke also helps us with this. And so, if we look at Luke uh, chapter four, Luke chapter four, verses one and two, and Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan, and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being forty days tempted of the devil. And in those days he did eat nothing, and when they were enter, they were ended, he afterwards hungered. And so being 40 days tempted, and so that's again proof that it wasn't just uh, at the end, uh, Jesus suffered and was tempted through the whole, the whole time period. Being physically exhausted, the devil set out to have him to deny God, his Father, and forsake the mission that was uh, set before him to take care of. The first question was about the identity of Jesus. 
the call was for Jesus to prove himself. It is not a sin to be hungry and many thousands of stones as we see the example here. When the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command these stones be made bread. He was hungry. And so the offer went out. If you're, if you're truly God, if you're truly the Son of God, and you're hungry, and it's not a sin to be hungry, but you're hungry, so there are, and I believe at the time here in Palestine, there was probably thousands of little small stones that looked like the bread that they would eat. Uh, and so in, in turn, why he could turn to that, you're hungry. You're very hungry. You're even very, very weak because of, of not eating or drinking. So just, just, just turn those stones into bread and you can eat. I know you can do that. He appealed to his senses, to the lust of the flesh. You know, hunger to all of us is kind of an impulse. Uh, appetite is one of the strongest appeals that man know, knows. And so when we're hungry, we're searching for something to eat. And, and there are times, and, and I believe with, uh, uh, with, uh, jo uh, with uh, uh, Jacob and Esau, uh, I think somebody, because he was just a little bit hungry and a little wearied, I think he sold his birthright. If my memory serves me right, and I believe it does. And so we find that, that man, through all of his life, is uh, when, when we get so hungry, we don't really care about anything else. We'll just do anything or say anything. Well, the devil was hoping for such a, uh, a result with uh, Jesus, but we don't find that. Man shall not live by bread alone. Look at the uh, precious scripture. When the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But Jesus said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. The precious word. We find that the Old Testament, the Lord Jesus, of course, uses his word, the Old Testament, to prove beyond a point, beyond a doubt, that this is the infallible word of God. And so let's look back to the scripture verse that was quoted here, and we'll find that back in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3, as we're fighting here. And looking here, the old devil's trying to get him to, to do something because of his weak state. And we, uh, we find the Lord Jesus just comes and quotes Scripture. Deuteronomy chapter 8. I hope that you're turning there with me if you're able to. I know a lot of you folks are on your way to church and, and you're listening, and I really appreciate that. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3. And he humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger, and fed thee with manna, which thou knewest not, neither did thy fathers know, that he might make thee known, that man doth not live by bread only, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord doth man live. 
has the example there as he fed them the manna. But he's, he's very clearly what is important is the word of God, everything that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Now let's look back here. It is written, again, Deuteronomy 8.3, if you want to write that down, look it up later. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Then the devil taketh him up into the holy city, and sitteth upon a pinnacle of of the temple. This next opportunity the devil's trying to get. One right after the other. Immediately this took place. Now, we know that the only way that they traveled, they didn't, it wasn't some supernatural uh, uh, use of, of, of uh, motoring themselves from one place to the other. They would walk. I believe that Satan here has taken on the body of a man himself, and I think they walked side by side. And, you know, it's told us that he can become an angel of light. And so we know that this is possible. And I think that that was something they just walked side by side as they were uh, going from one place to the other. So we we went from this this location here where we started after the the fasting and and the the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted the devil. So wherever this place in the wilderness was, and now we come into the holy city. And, of course, that holy city we know is Jerusalem. Jerusalem, and the pinnacle, the pinnacle now, uh, we know that that is not the, the uh, up on the temple itself, because the Lord Jesus is not of the priestly line, not of the Levitical line, so he uh, could, of course, but, but he couldn't, because he is perfect and does everything perfect, and so we have a, a couple of, of um, of terms here that that denotes these areas, and uh, and, and one is n a c o s is a Greek word, and uh, that is telling us that the uh, uh, the the uh, pentacle is uh, this 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 the sacred house. Uh, you know, Jesus was not of the priestly line, and so that's speaking of 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 a high point on the temple. But the next word that is used here in the Greek is H-I-E-R-O-N, and that denotes the whole area, and it's the, it's the whole outer area, and there is an outer wall, the roof extends across it, but there's a high location there, and I believe that that is the location of the pinnacle that the devil brought him to. Josephus, a great uh, historian of the time, describes this pinnacle as one of great, great heights, and even calls it the royal portico. And so uh, we believe that that is probably the location. And without question now, from such a height, we find that Jesus, having no water nor no food, is it possible that the old devil could get him up there and he would fall and he would die? And if he would, why then that would destroy the thought of him going to Calvary. Remember, that's the whole point of the devil. He has to put Jesus to death prior to the the cross. He can't let him get to the cross. And so there was a he was tempted here, yes. 
but I believe in the thought of the devil that he really wanted the uh, the Lord Jesus, that if he would get him up there and in his weakened state from no food and no water, that now why he would uh, possibly just fall. And that was a hope. And if, uh, if he could, uh, 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 you know, keep him away from the cross, because the cross would be the devil's defeat. And, and so we ha- he had to, to try to do that. Now, the devil here actually uh, quotes Scripture, or uh, the part of it. Uh, he does it for his purpose. Uh, Jesus quoted the Scripture, uh, so now the devil dis- decides he's going to uh, quote Scripture. Uh, he can quote Scripture, but the devil always misquotes Scripture. And most of our uh, many, many churches today, they take the same. They just move it along, and that's how we get into such a, a mess today is because they've stopped preaching the gospel, telling people they must be born again. They also then have moved and changed so many things when it comes to the lifestyle that is that is led by by many today, there is no, uh, you know, the, the Word of God is very clear concerning the, the homosexuals and the things that, that go on there, that it is ungodly. They need to repent. And some people, well, they were born that way. No, they weren't. They were born a man or a woman. And this old devil in this world today is doing everything he can to take out any level of gender. He just wants us to be all one. If he can destroy that, he's destroyed the home. And if he's destroyed the home, he can destroy the church. And so he has set out to do that. He has set out to destroy the family. And so we need to see that that we recognize that. And so right here, why... He comes to this this high place, and the old devil himself he, uh, quotes quotes scripture, but he leaves a little bit out, and so uh, we're we're just as always the time moves so quickly, and we're running out of time. But the part he leaves out is in all thy ways, and the quote is Psalms ninety one eleven and twelve. Now we're going to read that next time we get together. We'll start right there, and we'll enjoy that time together because that old devil. He does. He comes, and he quotes these scripture, and he looks to these scripture. And so, please, that you do not miss the opportunity to uh, to see and to come and to know the Lord Jesus. My dear friend, what are you going to do about Jesus?